Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. What is truth? Pilate once asked Jesus Christ the same question in John 18.33-38. Then Pilate entered the praetorium again, called Jesus, and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Are you speaking for yourself about this, or did others tell you this concerning me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them, I find no fault in him at all. Jesus Christ is truth. In this world, God is always teaching us, guiding us to him. We go where he wants us to go and see what he wants us to see. Our goal is to be disciples of Jesus Christ, knowing the Bible is the only book that matters. God gives us everything we need, and what we need is the Bible, the living word of God. You can tell people about Jesus Christ, and you should as much as possible, but you cannot make someone believe in Jesus. For those who do believe, the gift of eternal life is given to them. Jesus Christ was born to die on the cross for our sins. Our sins are forgiven. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Lord, bless us all. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, so here is a clip from my book, 9-11. This is Witnesses to Explosions. At 8.45 a.m., the North Tower of the World Trade Center is hit by an airplane, American Airlines Flight 11. Firefighters rush to the scene just as they have been trained to do. The verbal accounts of three firefighters were suppressed for many years. What they saw, heard, and felt did not fit into the 9-11 Commission's final report because what they heard were explosives going off in the lobby of the North Tower. They were inside the lobby when it reportedly collapsed in on them. What they saw hit the South Tower at 9.03 a.m. was a large black plane. Their testimony would have discredited the 9-11 Commission's report from the start. These three firefighters are on record stating there were bombs going off inside of the lobby and there may be other bombs in nearby buildings as well. Why was the information hidden from the public for so long? In 2010, their eyewitness accounts were finally released by the National Institute of Standards and Technology after being sued by the International Center for 9-11 Studies. The video reveals what three firefighters witnessed before and after the South Tower is hit at 9.03 a.m. on September 11th morning. From the beginning of the shorter two-minute video, you will notice that the radio in firefighter number one's hand isn't working. At 8.43 a.m., the top of the North Tower is struck by American Airlines Flight 11. At 9.03 a.m., the South Tower is struck by United Airlines Flight 175. This is the plane that Firefighter 3 describes as a very large black plane. At 9.59 a.m., the South Tower completely crumbles into rubble and dust in just 10 seconds after burning for about 60 minutes. 29 minutes later, at 10.28 a.m., the North Tower falls in roughly 10 seconds at free fall speed as well, also after burning for 60 minutes. Why would the South Tower fall first? If the North Tower was hit first, shouldn't it fall before the South Tower? How do these buildings collapse straight down at free fall speed without any resistance? 
How is it possible that 210-story skyscrapers completed in 1973 burned for about 56 minutes across eight floors and 103 minutes over five floors before collapsing to the ground? How does NIST account for the laws of physics being completely ignored? Even more revealing is that at 5.20 p.m. on 9-11, World Trade Center Building 7, a 47-story skyscraper across the street from the Twin Towers, also fell to its own footprint in just seven seconds without any plane hitting it. John Schroeder, firefighter and first responder, explains his version of what really happened on 9-11. So we were here heading up to the 24th floor stairwell, and all of a sudden we heard mayday, mayday, second plane, second plane. And we're looking at each other, come on, there's no second plane. There's no way there's a second plane. Within seconds, one building gets rocked. We got bounced around in the stairwell like pinballs, and we just said, you know what, time to go. We got down to the lobby. Everything was blown out, exploded. We were the only ones in the lobby now. We're going, wait a second here, where is everybody? But for every window in the lobby to be exploded, I mean, them windows, they were two, three inch glass. Come on, they exploded out of the lobby? It wasn't from the jet fuel, no way. The elevators exploded. They were far away down from the lobby. The lobby was over here. That should never have happened. We come down, it looked like a bomb went off in the lobby. There was no fire. It just looked like a bomb went off. The oral histories of what happened on September 11, 2001 are voiced by firefighters, paramedics, and emergency technicians. There are many people who heard or thought they heard explosions going off inside the World Trade Center towers on September 11. Chief Frank Crothers said, There was what appeared to be at first an explosion. Firefighter Kevin Gorman also heard the explosion, looked up, and saw like three floors explode saw the antenna coming down. All of a sudden, it almost, it sounded like bombs going off, like boom, 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 like seven or eight. Firefighter Thomas Torilli. As we are looking up at the building, said firefighter Joseph Miola, it looked like the building was blowing out on all four sides. We actually heard the pops. Didn't realize it was the falling. You heard the pops of the building. Fire Marshal John Murray's testimony explains that the building didn't come down, it shot straight out over our heads, like straight across West Street. The pops heard in the towers were most likely explosions, not a result of the pancake theory as the government has told us. Firefighter William Reynolds was distracted by a large explosion from the South Tower, and it seemed like fire was shooting out a couple of hundred feet in each direction maybe 20 floors below the impact area of the plane. Bradley Mann, EMS lieutenant, said that shortly before the first tower came down, I remember feeling the ground shaking. I heard a terrible noise. Captain Karen DeShore, EMS, described the popping sounds being accompanied by orange and red flashes, providing more evidence of explosives inside the towers. Which each popping sound, it was initially an orange and then a red flash came out of the building. And then it would just go all around the building on both sides as far as I could see. These popping sounds and the explosions were getting bigger, going both up and down and then all around the building. Referring to World Trade Center 1, the North Tower, Detective Thomas Inman also said, Suddenly there was another loud boom at the upper floors. Then there was a series of smaller explosions which appeared to go completely around the building at the upper floors. And another loud earth-shattering blast with a large fireball which blew out more debris. Now he's referring to World Trade Center number two when he says, When I looked in the direction of the Trade Center before it came down, before number two came down, I saw low-level flashes. It's hard to believe that low-level flashes were due to a pancake collapse, especially before the buildings actually pancaked. Firefighter Kenneth Rogers describes hearing explosions in the South Tower. Floor after floor after floor, and when it hit the fifth floor, I figured it was a bomb because it looked like a synchronized, deliberate kind of thing. Firefighter Timothy Julian testified that he heard like an explosion and then crackling type noises. And then it sounded like a freight train. 
rumbling and picking up speed, and I remember I looked up and I saw it coming down. Captain Dennis Tardio also heard explosions. It is as if the building is being imploded from the top floors down, one after another. Boom, boom, boom. I stand there in amazement. I can't believe what I'm seeing. This building is coming down. Fire Marshal John Coyle recanted this first statement when he said, I finally got through on my phone to my father and said, I'm alive. I just so narrowly escaped this thing. He said, where were you? You were there? I said, yeah, I was right there when it blew up. He said, you were there when the planes hit? I said, no, I was there when it exploded. The building exploded. He said, you mean when it fell down? And I said, no, when it exploded. Here's the retraction Fire Marshal Coyle reportedly made later. The tower was, it looked to me, I thought it was exploding actually. That's what I thought for hours afterwards, that it had exploded or there had been some device on the plane that had exploded because the debris from the tower had shot out far over our heads. Deputy Commissioner Thomas Fitzpatrick's testimony adds more proof leaning towards an explosion. A puff of smoke coming from about two-thirds of the way up. Some people thought it was an explosion. It looked like sparkling around one specific layer of the building. Then the building started to come down. My initial reaction was this is exactly the way it looks when they show you implosions on TV. Firefighter Craig Carlson claimed he heard about 10 explosions before World Trade Center 2 collapsed perfectly straight down. You just heard explosions coming from Building 2, the South Tower. It seemed like it took forever, but there were about 10 explosions. We then realized the building started to come down. New York firefighter John Schroeder knew that something's wrong here when the elevators exploded in the lobby of one of the towers. He says, a plane just hit the Trade Center. There was a lady on fire right outside of the door. My buddy Teddy had a can. He was putting her out. That might have saved his life. By the time we got around to the corner, to the west side, there was 30 floors on fire. So we're standing there in the lobby. We're getting it together. I looked down to my right, and the elevators exploded. Some kind of like a Bruce Willis Die Hard movie. People just coming running out of the elevators on fire. We're in there for maybe five minutes. Five minutes and the elevators exploded on us. Yeah, we said something's wrong here. The plane hit up on the 80th floor. I mean, in five minutes, and all of a sudden, the elevators are exploding on the first level of the lobby? The following is a quote from former Mayor Rudy Giuliani during an interview on 9-11 with Peter Jennings for ABC News. I went down to the scene and we set up headquarters at 75 Barclay Street which was right there with the police commissioner, the fire commissioner, the head of emergency management. And we were operating out of there when we were told that the World Trade Center was going to collapse. And it did collapse before we could actually get out of the building. So we were trapped in the building for 10, 15 minutes and finally found an exit and got out, walked north and took a lot of people with us. The only thing stranger than someone walking over dead bodies in building seven on September 11th would be a firefighter opening a closet door inside one of the Twin Towers and finding a dead body inside. For New York firefighter John Schroeder, that's exactly what happened. Schroeder was one of the last people to exit the towers after rescuing people inside. When he got down to the third floor of the stairwell, he says, that's where the stairwell collapsed on us. Saying his final prayers, Schroeder and another lieutenant began looking for another stairwell to exit the building. They open a door and, quote, find a body in the closet. Schroeder says, we're like, what the heck is that? Where did this come from? Something crazy going on. Looking for an exit, veteran maintenance worker William Rodriguez was shining a flashlight that caught Schroeder's attention. Schroeder says, that's where the maintenance fell up with a little flashlight saved our lives. If it wasn't for him, we never would have found another stairwell. The building would have collapsed. The last men in the tower made it to the lobby. We got down to the lobby, Schroeder continues, and everything was blown out, exploded. Being the only one in the lobby, 
We're going, wait a minute, where is everybody? Because a building was coming down on the outside. They moved the command post to the World Trade Center 2 South Tower. In the lobby, Schroeder continued. It looks like everything had exploded. Schroeder and his group all fled the scene, with Schroeder diving into the river of Jersey as the South Tower collapsed. The North Tower came down shortly after that. And now we're going to read a little clip from the introduction of my newest book that should be out here in a couple months, New World Odor. And this is the introduction, which is just a bunch of quotes from a bunch of interesting characters. I'll let you be the judge of that. I'm aware there's still some who would question or even justify the events of 9-11. But let us be clear, Al-Qaeda killed nearly 3,000 people on that day. The victims were innocent men, women, and children from America and many other nations who had done nothing to harm anybody. And yet Al-Qaeda chose to ruthlessly murder these people, claim credit for the attack, and even now states their determination to kill on a massive scale. They're trying to expand their reach. These are not opinions to be debated. These are facts to be dealt with. President Barack Obama, Egypt, Cairo, June 4, 2009. Ten years ago, in the wake of the worst terrorist attacks in our nation's history, Americans turned to one another and God for help and for comfort. The wise still seek him. They know the truth, as did most of America's founding fathers. In Psalms 33:12, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. God bless and help all victims of 911. From United Flight 93 to the Pentagon and New York and beyond. And may the real memory of 9-11 live on in our hearts and minds so that even our posterity will say, we will never forget. Chuck Norris. After 9-11, I voted for the authority to go after Osama bin Laden and my frustration was that we didn't go after him. Ron Paul. It's clear that mistakes were made before, during, and after the events of 9-11. I'm not saying that Bush is the mastermind behind the events of 9-11, but Bush is definitely part of that master plan. There are many masterminds who collaborated to execute the terrorist attack on United States soil. New World Order After 1989, President Bush said a phrase I also use myself, we need a new world order and instead it looks like we have a lot of disorder. Bill Clinton, Kennedy Center, Washington, D.C., 2009. In 1976, Congressman Larry P. McDonald wrote, the drive of the Rockefellers and their allies is to create a one-world government combining supercapitalism and communism under the same tent, all under their control. Do I mean conspiracy? Yes, I do. I am convinced there is such a plot, international in scope, generations old in planning, and incredibly evil in intent. In 1979, the congressman also supported H.R. 555, a bill to require the Controller General of the United States to audit annually the gold held by the United States on the first day of each fiscal year and to report his findings to Congress. McDonald brought forth the same House resolution to the floor in 1980, but was unable to get any co-sponsors for it. On September 1st, 1983, he was aboard Korean Airlines Flight 007, which was allegedly shot down by Soviets during the Cold War. In 1922, Winston Churchill told the London press, from the days of Spartacus, Karl Marx, Trotsky, and Emma Goldman, this world conspiracy has been steadily growing. This conspiracy played a definite, recognizable role in the tragedy of the French Revolution. It has been the mainspring of every subversive movement during the 19th century. And now this last band of extraordinary personalities from the underworld of the great cities of Europe and America have gripped the Russian people by the hair of their head and have become the undisputed masters of the enormous empire. The real truth of the matter is, President Franklin D. Roosevelt wrote, 
As you and I know that a large financial element in the larger centers has owned the government ever since the days of Andrew Jackson. Joe Kennedy, father of the future president John F. Kennedy, told the New York Times, 50 men have run America, and that's a high figure. Likewise, in 1952, Supreme Court Justice Felix Frankfurter stated, the real rulers in Washington are invisible and exercise power from behind the scenes. Senator William Jenner in 1954 also knew of the coming world order by a shadow government when he said, Today the path of total dictatorship in the United States can be laid by strictly legal means, unseen and unheard by the Congress, the President, or the people. Former U.S. Senator Barry Goldwater wrote, the Trilateral Commission is intended to be the vehicle for multinational consolidation of the commercial and banking interests by seizing control of the political government of the United States. The Trilateral Commission represents a skillful, coordinated effort to seize control and consolidate the four centers of power, political, monetary, intellectual, and ecclesiastical. What the Trilateral Commission intends is to create a worldwide economic power superior to the political governments of the nation-states involved. As managers and creators of the system, they will rule the future. L. Fletcher Prouty described the New World Order as a one-world growth of a world elite of international bankers and industrial giants who totally disregard sovereignty of nations and the individual rights of man.
Okay, and next we're going to premiere a new song called Criminal. This is produced by Dublin Beats. He did all of the music. I did the writing and the performing. This is a new song from my upcoming album, The Restart. to a clip from the Sentinels of Truth. This is one of the first times that I spoke about the David Crowley case on the Sentinels of Truth radio show with Eric Spitfire Wilkinson. Take a listen. I'll let you tell the story about uh, David Crowley, uh, what his situation is, uh, the film Great State, which we're still waiting to uh, finally see, which we probably will never see. Anyway, Take it away. Nope, you never will. Nope, you will never see it. You might see a hacked version of it. You might see somebody trying to take his work, but you will never see this story that David was trying to tell. It is the story of the police state coming live to the USA. That was the story based on a 2012 trailer that David Crowley made. And uh, I believe probably uh, it's got like, over probably close to three million views now maybe um david crowley is a former u.s soldier and on january 17th 2015 
his body, his wife's body, and his daughter's body were found in their home in Apple Valley, Minnesota. David was found with his right hand missing, quote unquote, missing. Kamel, his wife, was found with her with both of her hands were quote unquote missing. And his daughter, five-year-old daughter, her whole arm missing. All of them shot in the head. David and his and his wife, most of their heads were gone. The five-year-old daughter had a fractured rib, which led a, a lot of people to think that somebody had ripped her arm out. They have a dog, a medium-sized dog. The dog is blamed for all of the quote-unquote missing body body parts, including their heads. Now, there are so many different things in this case that do not add up. But the most simple thing is what proves David Crowley guilty? Within 24 hours, cops were saying that David Crowley was guilty before they had even looked at his body. They missed a bullet, the bullet that will be tied to David and tied to his daughter. They missed that when they left that that house. They had to come back two separate times, two separate times to find these two bullets. And they didn't even come back. They had to be told that these bullets were there. This could be a very sloppy investigation, sure. Or it could be a cover-up. It could be both. I don't really know. What I know for sure is that nobody can prove that David Crowley is guilty of murdering his wife, murdering his daughter, and then killing himself. Because he is a soldier, they tried to blame PTSD. They tried to blame everything, but they never really looked at, well, okay, what leads us to think that David Crowley is guilty? It's nothing. It's nothing. Now, I, I know, Eric, you were, you've covered this uh you cover this very early on and thank you so much for that you were a big part of helping to keep this case going when the alternative uh media turned their back on this case covered it for maybe a couple days and that that was basically it nobody else wanted to touch this case but you did and i really thank you for that and because of that and because of people like you here we are almost five years later and we're told that we should not be asking questions. We're told to just stop looking at this case, just to move on, go enjoy life. How do, how do we do that? This could be any of us, anybody listening to this, this could happen to any of you too. And how would you want that to be treated? How would you want your family to treat that? Would you want them to look deeper? Would you want them to actually investigate the investigators? Or would you be scared, silent, shut up and just move on and hope they don't kill you too because that's what we're basically talking about here david had a 30 million dollar deal in the works they were going to take his trailer and make that into a movie then they said no it, it'll be better as a tv series so then they were going to make it into a tv series and then david crowley dies his his close friends i guess this this gray state team, whoever these guys are, and we could talk about that too, but uh, they're all, you know, they're all quick to just snap their fingers and say that David Crowley's guilty, and that's it. Everybody's told to just move on, don't worry about it. But you know what? That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen until we get justice. And that's why Dan Hennon started a justice group for David Crowley, for his family. Because we are going to do our best. If it's God's will, we're going to find out what really happened. But at the very least, we wanted to make sure that David's name is clear. Because there is no evidence that David Crowley is guilty of this crime. And that's what's so frustrating. Because you have all of these people who were working with David, who were making a film, making this project about cops coming in kicking down doors, taking people, shooting them. And then something like this, when things get real, then you really see who your real friends are. You see who your real family is. And that's what I look at now. And then you have people that were threatening us too, that were trying to intimidate us to this very day. They're still trying to play all these weird games when all that we're doing is asking the simple question, show me the evidence that David Crowley is guilty. And they can't do it. And they go, well, show us the innocent. Show us the show us that he isn't guilty. 
and it's very simple. I can prove to you in five seconds that David Crowley is not guilty because nobody can prove that he is. And um, yeah, I hope that kind of sums it up there. I might have jumped the gun on a few things, but um, to me, it's very, very clear here what we are talking about. So I don't know if everybody has heard of this case, but what I'm finding is a lot of people don't even know about this case and they've never heard of David Crowley, never heard of Gray State. Never heard of any of, of this stuff. Well, we are going to find out what happened here. Whatever it takes. If it's if it's God's will. And I have no fear. I have no fear when it comes to confronting these, these people, to calling them out, and to make sure that David Crowley's name is clear. And it has to be, I, I want to make this clear too. I was not a fan of David Crowley. I was not a fan of his project either. But this is a slam dunk case. And for so many people in the alternative sector to turn their back on this after they supported David, after they cheered him on. But when things got real, they all went running. It's like cowards. So thank you, Eric, because you're, you're not a coward. You've been covering this and you have no fear in, in covering this when so many other people do. So thank you again, man. Oh, you bet. And uh, yeah, your passion is definitely appreciated and noted, Greg. Um, this uh, David Crowley is a slam dunk. This this man, none of it adds up. But there were all kinds of anomalies right down to the dog having a bag of dog food. I know when I've left my dogs home before uh, mm-hmm. and it gets a little after supper time in <laughs> the bag if we actually leave it on the ground they're tearing into that sucker now this i was a fan of of this movie because of, of what it was people have said that movies like this have come out but they haven't put the whole the whole picture together right down to chipping people forcefully chipping people and how right. how the, the spying is, is so overwhelmingly in your face that they're literally able to look at you while you're sitting in your living room watching a movie <laughs> this is a fact and this is people people are not aware that that's to where it is now we're basically living in see-through houses in fact and he was going to bring it all out and there was no indication whatsoever that this guy was going to freaking off himself or his wife uh they had a loving relationship a, a wonderful daughter this was either we've spoke about it this was either a case of mk ultra mind programming or this was a deep state hit what do you think, Jeff? You with us? Yep, I'm right here. All right, how familiar are you with this case? I think you are too, right? Bill's I here. Am. Bill's here too. And Billy Talon, what? Give us your take. Well, the the scene that you're describing, the actual um, incident scene, looks like a carefully orchestrated, albeit sloppily executed, targeted killing. Looks honestly like some of the stuff that I used to see back home with the Kadrovci, the secret police. Um, obviously, you know, shot, shot in the backs of the head, uh, nice and clean, supposedly, missing hands to prevent fingerprint identification, uh, prevent gunshot residue testing, because if his hand had been intact, if his weapon hand had been intact, the coroners, the pathologists, would have tested it. They would have swabbed it for gunshot residue, gunpowder residue. And they would have seen, oh, wait, there's no gunshot residue on his hand. So, yeah. Um, but I've seen the trailers for Grey State. I've seen clips from Grey State. Uh, what the concept film that Crowley was attempting to make. Uh, honestly, that one... That one, like few other things, scared me. That kind of techno-surveillance super state that has just that absolute stranglehold over the lives, everyday lives of the citizenry. Somehow, if that was a completed movie, I can imagine Ramzan Kadrov buying a copy, watching it in his presidential palace in Grozny, and furiously jacking his fat little cock off to the thought of having that level of control <laughs> of the lives of the citizens. Oh, I'm sorry, not citizens. Citizens are free men. Subjects. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, 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 um, 
it's definitely it was definitely a professional hit but i think everybody's looking in the wrong direction um i think the movie studio and the people that he was involved with were setting him up and were keeping an eye on him so he was under cia deep state surveillance and they were just in control of the situation and finally you know he caught on and was going to blow the whistle or something something came up order came through i mean they 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 did it quickly and, and they had no idea it was coming. So you know, he knew he was pushing a whole lot of buttons and he had said that he had had death threats and all kinds of stuff. But uh, uh, I I don't know. It, it was it was a pretty nasty hit and to me it looks more of the direction of the release of it and the thing that was going on with the movie the people that were producing it with him. I think they got scared. And they had to shut him down right away. Yeah, I see Bobby Vicarious. Uh, this man's name is Crowley, really? <laughs> yeah, isn't that interesting? I mean, just to add to the, the mysteriousness yeah. of the possibility of a complete psyop here, too. Are we seeing, gentlemen, are we seeing um, some fortune telling here of, say, what's going to happen in the 2020 elections with uh, Trump and the, the libtard left and what what happened to this country because of it? What do you think, Greg? <laughs> um, I think you might be on to to something there. Definitely, I think that if David Crowley was was here, I think he would be pointing out a lot of those things that we're that we're talking about here. Um, a, a lot of the uh, libtard stuff, basically. Um, so I think he would have been a, he would have been a big threat to. Um, to what we are going to see here in in the next year, probably in the next couple of years, because I do think Trump will win, and I think that is really going to. Um, uh, I think it's, you know, we've seen a lot of drama, we've seen a lot of problems, we see a lot of this weird stuff happening. I think it's just they're going to turn that volume up, and people better be ready, man. You better mm-hmm. be ready, however you can. The pressure cooker is definitely boiling, guys. I mean. Yeah. Um, you know, my hometown is Dayton, Ohio. I grew up not far, about 10 miles from where the shit happened. And I'm telling you right now, the Oregon District, my dad helped produce the Oregon District to what it was because they had started out, it was a rundown neighborhood. And my dad got on council down there and used to do the fish fries for the church. And uh, he was the head custodian for one of the Catholic churches down there. For 38 years so he got in with all the tech with all the townspeople and they had they jim lehman they said you know would you would you help us redo the re, renew district and so they started doing it down there and they redid that whole area and made it look like you were in new orleans kind of stuff and it looked beautiful came out great so they hit my hometown in a district my dad helped build you know and look i think dayton was real i I don't think I don't think El Paso was. I think El Paso was uh, completely. But see, the thing about Dayton is we have footage too of stuff that was posted in the paper for the next day and the day after. So it's hard to tell, man. But it, it looks like Dayton is more sporadically, you know, it was more randomly done. But El Paso just looks like it. It, it might as well say uh, SH and Hook and and uh, any other kind of. You know, Sandy, anything, and there's five other things I can think of. Not to mention San, what San Bernardino. San Bernardino. Oh, really? <laughs> Remember when we did the big? Yeah, you just cut off last ten seconds. You were just cut off last ten seconds, Jeff. The San Bernardino. Yeah. The uh, SH hook. Yep. See, you're getting trained to do it too now. Yeah, I don't want to do it. See, you, you know you, me, Eric, Because Eric. we don't. If we if we continue to use the words, then the word never gets out. So we can still beat the algorithms. It still hasn't come to that point where we have been censored to the point where, uh, well, maybe we are. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, because Eric, you know so me. I, I don't have on this stuff. I will talk about it. I'm doing that because I don't want to get get us kicked off the, the channel. But I'm telling you right now, you know, well, no, we can say whatever we want on here on on Revolution Radio, uncensored, and well, uh, listeners. You're, you're the one that keeps throwing out the codes. You're the one that keeps throwing out the codes. So if Sandy Hook, listen to me. This stuff all has the same exact look as Sandy Hook and all the other stuff. So when you go down the run, 
there are too many things that just don't add up. What about Ohio also? Um, well, Ohio and, and Gilroy. Don't forget like, about the Gilroy. Well, like I said, Dayton Beaver Creek. My dad engineered that district. I grew up in Beaver Creek. I grew up in Dayton, which is Beaver Creek's right up the road. It's ten miles away. So, like I said, everything that had to do with my dad and that town, I I recognized from my childhood, and they just turned it into a you know into a, a you know mess. Did you check into the hospitals? That was the first thing that I've, I've learned to look into is find out, um, you know, if there were this many victims plus people injured, there would be there would be a, a log of it and lots of people in the in a certain hospital in close proximity to where these things went down. Did you check it out? I, I didn't because I actually was going to go today and try and take footage of the president being there. And then they called the cancellation and he wasn't actually going to Dayton. So I got all bummed out and didn't go because I was going to go up there and shoot live video of everything going on and how how it was going down. And there was supposed to be people picketing up there and doing stuff. But then all of a sudden they called they, they called it on Fox News and said that he decided he got to the airport and and the mayor and somebody else, one of the There's other some lady from the city council council met him there and said it's insensitive if you go. Uh, at the he went to the hospital, but he didn't go down to the orchestra district where you can actually see anything. So, so I kind of got, I had to work today anyhow. So between working and trying to make that happen, didn't work. But, uh, Mike, are, are you familiar with this, with these, with these two newest shootings? Uh, yes. Yeah, we are both of us. What, what about, what about you, Greg? Oh yeah, definitely. What's your, three, what's your, what's three. your take Don't forget. It? There's three. <laughs> there are three. There's yeah, three. Not, yeah. The whole Gilroy one that happened close here. I'm very close to where that happened. There were multiple shooters. And I made sure that I took as many screenshots, as many videos, backed all of that stuff offline because this is what they do. The story always changes it. All It always starts with many shooters and then it winds down to one. Now the, the last one, the Dayton one, I do kind of agree with, with Jeff there too. It, 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 there is something a little different about that. I haven't heard anybody talk about any multiple shooters. Um, but it's kind of like the Orlando uh, at the Pulse. The Pulse, it's a nightclub or something. So yeah, that was Pulse a couple. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know, I was I was going to ask you guys too. Is there a pattern here? I mean, at what point do we say that there is a clear pattern here? That these are not just random things. That this is all part of a bigger program. Well, I, I can answer that question for you. You you know for sure it's a bigger program, but you can also go by there's certain classifications that you have to follow with this, okay? First of all, what kind of weapon was used? If he used just some random llama pistol or something like that, those are those are instantaneous. Those are those are spur of the moment things. These guys are coming out with barrel, you know, their ATF automatically comes out. It's a 223 long rifle, AR-15 style assault weapon with Win 50 cal barrel clips on it, okay? You know, I mean, like, come on, guys, listen. You know, and the, the shooter walks into a Walmart with an AK-47 and four clips, okay? I mean... It's called a mag, you idiots. You know, if you, if you literally just do the homework as you're watching this stuff, some of it just doesn't add up. It's like, look, I know guys that have guns. I know guys that have... ARs, all that other stuff. It's just the fact that every one of these nut jobs that wears, you know, Coke bottle glasses and looks like Adam Lanza just happens to own an AR-15 with barrel clips. It's always got to be an upgrade from the last one. You know, it always has to be, well, then he had that, and he has body armor. Oh, and he was, you know, I mean, if you remember, Adam Lanza was 100 pounds soaking wet, and he had 130 pounds of gear on, was carrying, you know, two 9 millimeters, a 45, a 357, Two AR-15s, you know, shotgun. Like, I mean, they had so much stuff that they said he was on him, and then it comes down. We would have weighed, weighed Rambo down. <laughs> right, impossible. Rambo yeah. would have right. <laughs> Totally impossible. Okay, and then I love it. One hundred five pounds soaking wet and freaking six over six feet. And, Same with the Batman shooter. Same well, with the Batman and thing. The Batman shooter. Right. Look, I'm trying. Like, this is so ridiculous when you look at it because then you look at this. In both both incidences. How close do you have to be when a guy's spraying a hundred round clip and he only gets through half of it and you dome this guy? Like for real? You dome this guy with body armor on in like 13 seconds while he's firing into a crowd of people? That is some incredible timing unless you're somewhere close. 
like on scene, like waiting. on scene waiting, and you're waiting for it to go down and jump the gun ahead. Jeff, we've interviewed, we've interviewed special forces guys who have said they could not fire at that rate with that proficiency themselves, and these are these are these are your top snipers. Well, we're talking about the cops did this, dude. I don't know a cop that can shoot straight. No offense. But when it comes to when it comes to the sandbox uh, with the proficiency that this kid shot, they said they couldn't do it. Yeah, there was there were, actually you're exactly right. They were there was a whole video where the guy tried to do it in the amount of time before he was taken down, and he he would have had to have been ninety eight point five percent and could yeah do they it keep getting that they keep them up. <laughs> He could do all this in less than eight minutes or something, and it was some stupid thing. And the guy tried to do it, and he could only hit. And this guy was the, one of the biggest pros there was, and he could only hit like seventy three point six percent. And it took him eleven and a half minutes. So, it, like, it's not possible. When things aren't possible, you have to do the math, right? Okay. Right. Two Follow billion, the, the two biggest things in not history. Possible. Two biggest things that have proven every one of these theories for me is follow the money and prove the math. If you could go through either one of those things and something don't add up, it'll tell you that this stinks all over. And if the money, you'll follow right to wherever whoever's making money is where this where this stops. Let's use this to 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 go back to David Crowley and and talk about that um, he was getting the funding. His movie was, was was very close to being released um, when he supposedly suicided himself. That made no sense to me. What about you, Greg? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't make any sense. And that's why they tried to actually hide that. They tried to hide the fact that David was actually moving forward. They were trying. There were certain people in the gray state, quote unquote, team that were trying to tell us that there was no deal. The deal had fallen through, blah, blah, blah. He was at his wits end. He didn't see any future. And so he just one day decided to just kill his kid, kill his wife and then kill himself. No, no. I'm sorry. Not going to happen. We have over a thousand pages of documents, hundreds of photos. Let me ask you guys, and, and I'll answer this question. How many of those documents, how many of those pages, how many of those photos prove that David Crowley is guilty? I'll answer. It's zero. 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 Yeah, I know that. yeah. And I mean, I'm telling you, if you follow the money on this case, it'll leave back to the movie studios. And the whole deal where he it fell through it, it didn't fall through, and all that—that that was all propaganda pushed to try and create the narrative that he committed suicide, right? But I'm right. telling you, they're the ones that are responsible. They're the ones that were behind his death. They were shutting him up because he was getting to the right thing. And when he finally got his launch date, knew it was going through, the people that were behind on the money probably got threatened. And the people—if you're holding the bank, a thirty million dollar movie, and you start getting the fact that you're going to get your head cut off, and some Saudi oil people tell you you better stop and you don't next thing you know you find your dog stuffed in a you know the blender in the kitchen and you go like well what do i do now well you got to shut him up and you're not going to shut him up because he was going to tell a story we did uh i think uh three was a three two three part series on this a while back were you there too yes i think you were um they got thousands of hits people people were interested in it people are interested in a movie like this and let's talk about the anomaly or the fact that that um, you know Greg and Dan Hennon and others who like who have freaking two brain cells to run together are pressing <laughs> why why the people who were supposedly his brothers, people that he served in the military with, people that he was making this movie with, are are sticking to the narrative that they're going to remember his buddy as somebody who flipped out, killed himself, killed his wife, and killed his young daughter. That's the way they want to remember him, and, and and they're not pushing this movie forward. You know, these are questions that I believe Greg and Dan have have tried to get answered, and they won't show up to even talk to him. That wasn't that interesting. Well, Eric, do you want them to come and like execute your whole family and everybody? This is these guys aren't stupid. They see what just happened. Do you think they want the same thing? They're wrong. Right. I mean, that's 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 what I was. I'm pretty much getting at that's it's it's interesting that it tells its own story well it, it was this movie because we only got you know a, a short trailer of it that's all we got for this movie how deep did he go did he did he go deep into geoengineering was this included was it was the chem trailing was the spraying was the yes. stratospheric atmosphere aerosols 
being dispersed into the air? Were they talking about that? Were they talking about solar radiation management? How far, did, how far did they go? How far down the rabbit hole did he go? They're showing people getting chipped, Mark of the Beast. So I would say they probably went that far. We'll probably never know, will we? There, there is one photo of a gray state, and it's, hopefully it's still on their website. If, if not, we definitely have that. But it does show um, a, a bunch of people looking up, and in the sky you can clearly see trails they are kim trails there so i i do believe david was going to talk about that i i think he was on to a lot of the stuff that you guys are covering and i try to follow your guys' shows constantly as much as i possibly can but i do believe he was going to be right in line with that stuff and he had a good opportunity because he was a soldier and during that that time uh you know they were there was a lot of soldier worship that was that was going on because of the wars and all of all of that stuff so i do believe david was a big big threat because he was not falling in line he was not staying silent and so when they came out and said that david crowley had ptsd and i'm like you guys worked with him for four years and yeah, all of a sudden you're going to tell us he had ptsd why would you work with somebody like that no no you're, they're making it up these guys are shameful these are shameful people. And the problem is they're still out there with the the whole gray state project. They're, they tried to, to move forward with it. And thankfully, it, yep. thank God that it failed. Thank God that it failed because it wouldn't have been David's vision. No, absolutely not. And, and I, I pray tell, ask anyone out there to show me. There's not even conspiracy movies about uh, spraying going on <laughs> in the sky. This is a subject that just is not freaking... Well, broached Eric, any movie capacity whatsoever, other than independent films that have come out by by heroes I got, I got like Dank Wigington. But other than that, there there really is been there's nothing. Show me a movie out there in Hollywood anywhere that deals with this, and that's just one aspect of what David Crowley was showing people: the chipping, the vaccinations, the the Civil War, the freaking. Uh, armed forces being turned against their own people, the people being snatched out of houses. And this was just in the trailer being lined up and shot in the head. And this is, you know, this is somebody who was in the military who, who did go over and serve. I believe he was he was in Afghanistan, correct, Greg? He was in Afghanistan and oh, he, I, Iraq. So he served in both. Right. He and most was right there in think, the heart of it. I think most of us agree that, that the people who come back from the military, they're the most awake you can find because they've right. been right there and seen What's going on? The workings of the machine. Right. right. Bingo. Well, what I what I notice is what's strange about this is how after his death they all come out and say, "Oh, he had PTSD. He had PTSD. He had PTSD." Well, here, here's my thing. You know, sometimes it can develop late, later on. Sometimes years, even decades after a traumatic experience, but the warning signs are there. And for four years, nobody noticed anything. The guys that he had served with, the guys that he had been closest to while he was over there, the guys who, you know, look, I'm a vet. When you serve with somebody in the trenches, ducking bullets together side by side, you know that guy better than you know your own siblings in some cases. You know how he thinks. You know what he ate for lunch. You know what he worries about at night. You know the name of his wife or his girlfriend, who he writes his letters to. You know, you, you know all these little things, all these little telling things about this person. And all of these people who were his brothers in battle, closer to him in some ways than his own family. And nobody noticed freaking thing sorry i am trying to control my language here <laughs> we have to keep some standard of decency <laughs> somebody asked you yeah. you know what i just noticed and there's no way this is right there's no way this is right this cannot be right because did it see that are you guys seeing this can you see the stage yeah. here yeah. so no. if i'm on the right one there's no way it only has fifty-eight thousand. No, that's a different one no that's it's, so that's it's a different one yeah, yeah. Many many people have taken that and and all that and either uh, a hack but, drop or a mirror. 
Yeah, basically. Hey, I got one for you, Eric. So the day they released this. Okay, here we go. Is this it? No, movie no, indie. It, it'll say great. It'll say Gray State um, as the person who did it. I just want to say one thing about the the soldiers is I do believe there are many soldiers out there who served with David that have helped us, that can help us, and that will in the the near future will be able to help us. But I think you you're spot on. The people that served with. Are you guys seeing what I'm? Go ahead. See it here, guys. Holy crap! Sorry for interrupting you, Greg. But you, I mean, wh why would I type in Grace State trailer or promo? Would that not be the first thing to come filter, up? Filter, filter, filter channels. If you just go to does Grace that make State, any sense though? I mean, Grace. Yeah, yeah. Why so would it bring us to? They don't want you to see it. Well, that, see that's it. my point. Uh, keep going, Greg. My bad. I, I just I spoke out no, loud. There. No, you're totally right on that. And of course, that that trailer that we're looking at now, a lot of that is for the documentary that came out later yeah. uh, so that's that's the right one if you go yeah i think that's the right one okay i was i was uh i was like fifty-eight thousand. wait a minute last time i looked at that uh, right at over two million now it's over yeah. three million yeah. three million now the only problem with that is that the same people that claim david crowley is guilty are the ones that are actually running that and every time people watch that they're making money off of it so i'm glad that there's many people that are that are uh whatever they're copying that uh video i don't want my my money my views going to those people that think david crowley is is guilty they didn't even finish the him. movie they were working on with him no david cut them out they right. were not going to be part of it they were and that was their big problem was that david was moving forward and they were not moving with him they were not going to be a part there's of it your, there's your motive there's your motive you're right absolutely right. it is you would think they would pick up the ball and finish out the movie in, in memory of him they have tried but how do you how do you right. do that i've seen how that. do you say somebody is guilty but hey we're gonna make this movie because of money didn't uh, they say it was going to be completed a few years ago if i remember correctly yeah, it was almost done when he's danny mason was that his name yeah, Danny, Danny, Danny Mason tried to actually move forward with it. He tried to pitch it to the same people that David was actually actually working with. And thankfully, they said no, because it was tainted by that time. Nobody's going to touch this. You know, I'm offered to talk to him and, and others that were close to him. Haven't you? You tried to reach out and actually talk to them. I was supposed to debate him. And I don't know whatever happened. He just kind of fell off um he probably mm -hmm. realized that he would lose because there's no way that anybody can stand there toe to toe with me and tell me and explain to me why david crowley is guilty can't happen you've had like the next door neighbor just uh, completely take a for some odd reason and way overactive interest in this and come onto the page and i i've I, what was her name <laughs> that yeah, Judy, 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 Judy Proc now. Yeah, she, she's my so she's my biggest interesting fan. Apparently, it have happened, and, and with the person, clearly, you know, she's nuts. She's freaking squirreled. <laughs> she's buck nutty. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for everything that you have given us. We thank you for keeping us blessed, for giving us eyes that can see ears that can hear, for leading us to you, Lord. I want to pray for all of the people that are looking for you, Lord, all of the people that want to come before you but haven't yet, all of the people that are questioning you, Lord. I want to pray that you be with us all, that you be with those people, that you help lead us so that we know what is truth. We know you are truth, Lord. Many people in this world do not know that. And we need your help, we need your guidance, Lord, so that we can help show them what is truth, where they can find truth. We all have something in our life that is missing. The one thing we don't want to be missing in our life, Lord, is you. So please bless us, be with us, lead us to do your will. Lead us not into temptation, but to do your will, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to the first podcast for What is Truth. We're going to be back next time talking about the Bohemian Grove. Please check back then.